All right, what's good? And welcome to the Industry Insider Interview here on the 520 Collective Podcast. As always, we are being sponsored by The Bookkeeper 24-7. Check them out at tbk247.com, where the team, man, they are putting the culture on for God, uh, repping Christian hip-hop, and just you know, really pushing forward what this uh, subgenre means, man. So if you guys love CHH, you love Christian hip hop, go and support the bookkeeper 24 seven. Cause they're out here supporting you guys for sure. For sure. That again, that is TBK247.com. And joining me right now on the 520 collective phone line, he is the host of how it all works. Uh, Mr. Kirk Nugent, excited to have him on the show. Welcome, sir. Man, I'm, I'm excited to be here. Excited to be here. Yeah, man. So, h- how are you feeling, man? How, how's uh, 2022 treating you? 2022 is off to a, a, a really great start. Um, cannot complain. You know, one of those. It's one of those things where you, uh, with 2021, although it had its challenges, I know from a worldwide perspective, I always want to be, you know, respectful of of the fact that we are in a pandemic and people have lost tremendously. But 2021 for me was a hallmark year, one that is will definitely be in the books for years to come. But even in this little bit of 2022, I've, I've already seen, you know, some amazing and phenomenal things already taking place. So I cannot complain, man. I am, I'm absolutely ecstatic and, and, uh, waiting with, you know, expectation in terms of what we will see in 2022. Yeah, man. And you are all about, um, tech. I love it. You know, we were having some conversations before we got started about just microphones and audio equipment and stuff. I mean, that's the kind of things I think when you're, you know, in the podcasting world that you kind of, you know, you can go a little geek over. Um, just, just give the people, man, a little bit of rundown of, of your background, man, and, and what you do. Obviously, we want to talk about the show here in a minute, but, but what's just the, what, what do they need to know about Kirk Nugent? Man, first and foremost, I'm a self-professed Jesus geek, right? So I, that, that is, that kind of embodies all of the things. One of the titles that people have given me is the geek speaker preacher because I love to talk. Um, and sometimes that talking does lend itself towards preaching. <laughs> but I am definitely a tech at heart by trade and training, right? So went to school for this, uh, came up through the ranks, tier one, tier two, tier three, tier five, uh, tech support client services, network telecom, all of these things. And then, of course, landed in leadership. And I think the leadership piece is what kind of, uh, the, the, I guess what landed me in the leadership piece is the is the fact that I like to talk. And talking from the perspective of being able to understand the language of those that I come in contact with. Uh, got a chance to live overseas for a number of years, five years in South Africa. And um, re- realized very quickly that even though we were speaking English, it wasn't the same English. And those skill sets of being able to shift and learn uh, people's spaces and their uniqueness and their idiosyncrasies and their faults, their 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 superpowers, um, and being able to navigate all of that and, and 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 cherish it and respect it in all of its vibrance and all of its its, its glory. That part, I think, is what really helped to catapult me um, into leadership and to do some of the things that uh, that God has actually caused me to, to experience in my life. So those that's a little bit about me. I love all things tech, all things media and technology, and uh, got a chance to start a channel while we were in uh, in, in South Africa uh, called Advent Seat. It's, uh, it's still there to this day, thousands of views, but we largely have kind of let it go. And I've always done video for myself, was doing a, a fitness vlog, if you will. I was trying to lose weight, ended up losing about 40 pounds uh, over that time frame. And then uh, as I kind of started to transition out of higher ed, I was CIO for uh, HBCU here in, in North Alabama. And as I started to transition out of leadership and higher ed and more into media and to content creation, I, I really began to harness a lot of those experiences, a lot of those skill sets that I've been honing and, and working on along the way to really create this space that I'm in right now. Um, honestly, feel like this, this, everything I've done has led me to this space that I'm in right now. And I really put it at the ex- intersection of technology, media, leadership, but also uh, technology, media, leadership, and faith. Uh, that's, that's probably the best way to say it. 
Yeah, man. And I came across you, you know, I was doing research on some microphones and, and you actually did a review on the one I was looking at. And that's how I came across your channel, man. And the one thing that really made me, um, you know, just, just tap in and, and start exploring your channel and, and what all you were do, uh, doing, you know, right away, you can just see the passion and, and I think you enjoy what you're doing, man. Uh, you know, there, there's some people that put together a, a channel, you know, a YouTube channel, whatever. And their whole thought is, man, I want, I want to try to be famous or get money or whatever. And you can't hide that kind of stuff when you're in front of a camera, right? I mean, you can't hide your true intentions. Like, what got you into the tech side of stuff like to where you're just like man you know this is where like my happy place is uh for me man uh i i, I knew i wanted to do something with my hands and you know there was a my my uh, coming up in the in, in the south in florida um some people don't consider florida the south but anyway uh but coming up in florida um to west indian parents there was never going to be a time where i wasn't going to college that it just wasn't a thing my parents wouldn't would never hear of it but um i knew that i wanted to do something with my hands and so what i realized is that it it is it is still very much a tool and this is a premise that I still carry and I still share with people even to this day as I, I do live video coaching and strategy and marketing for different people, clients. It, it's a tool, right? And you have to know what your why is. You have to know what your ultimate goal is going to be. What, and that thing that you've figured out is going to be the motivator to get you to learn the tool to learn the tech to learn the media to figure out what microphone you're going to use to to understand okay what do i need to do to put together a podcast or how do i need to uh, uh organize my space so that i can look good on camera all of those things kind of came together in one and um i really started to realize like not only did i have a knack for this and just a natural ability to really do this but i also have the natural ability to be able to teach and, and it's something that, you know, I was a, a trainer at one point, just used to travel the world training different IT teams on how to do things. And again, that whole thing of being able to speak the language is what kind of came back in that time frame of being able to uh, share with people in their own way, in the way that they would understand it best, uh, broad concepts and, 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 you know, complicated theories and things that, that you, you think, okay, I'm never going to get this. But then by the time it's broken down into your own stuff and you have those activities that you can go through, that thing really starts to settle in and people begin to flourish and shine. So that is something that I absolutely love. I, I, I get energy from it. So when you see me jumping up and down online, it's, it's because of you know those very things. It's because I, I just get excited when I see people getting it. And I get excited when people start to believe in themselves and their ability to use these tools to get whatever it is they have out to a broader audience. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And, you know, you hit on that educational piece. I mean, that is, a you know, more than apparent for anyone that tunes into your show. And, and, and let's talk about the show, man. So you got um, how it all works. Yeah. Let people know, man, like what what is it about and where do they find it? So it's howitallworks.com and works is spelled with an E. And so it's H-O-W-I-T-A-L-L-W-E-R-K-S.com. So howitallworks.com is the site. That's the show page. We have our latest YouTube videos there. We have our latest show uh, there, which our show is on Mondays at 7 p.m. Central Time. So wherever you are, if, that's, uh, if you're in the East Coast, that's 8. If you're on the West, that's 5. So 7 p.m. Central Time, Mondays is when we have our live show. And there's a lot of things that we cover, mainly around live video and live video strategy and its impact for brands, businesses, thought leaders. Um, my, my, you know, what they call brand positioning statement, it, it, it goes something like, you know, I, my name is Kirk Nugent and I teach small businesses, faith-based entities and entrepreneurs how to harness the power of live video, right? That, that's kind of the, the thing for me. And I always like to put it in those terms for people because I do feel like that, that is really has defined why I'm in this space. So that's where you can find us. Howitallworks.com is the show page. But if you're looking for anything else pertaining to me, Kirk, um, I, my website is KirkRNugent.com. And you got to put that R in there because there's another really great, phenomenal guy uh, another brother and in fact he even hails from the island of Jamaica like I do 
and he his name is Kirk Nugent and his website is kirknugent.com so uh, if you get him he's a great guy but that's not me it's kirkrnugent.com k-i-r-k-r-n-u-g-e-n-t.com and that's where you'll find you know all my all my things uh, the coaching the, the uh, ebook the the courses the master classes all of the things that I offer they're all there on those pages I would love to, I mean, if any any of the audience, anybody listening right now is like, I'm going to go check this guy out. I would love to hear from you. Book 15 minutes right there on the site. Let's connect. I would love to hear from you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And, you know, the thing that I've really enjoyed with watching your show and, and really just diving into it is, man, you know, for some people, the, the whole the whole video aspect of, of marketing and building your brand or your platform, uh, it can be... Yeah, and this is myself included. You know, it, that's out of my wheelhouse. You know, I'm I'm not a, a video guy, but I feel like there's so much information, and you make it accessible with your show. Um, but again, that all goes back to your desire and, and your intent of hey, this is important, right? If you're going to be an entrepreneur, if you're going to be a creative, this is an important thing you need to do. And it, it reminds me of an interview I did. Uh, a little while back with Damian Ritter, uh, you know, who, who's someone that's been in the music industry for a lot of years. And he said, like, you know, video is a must at this point, even for music. You, know, you can't just make music. Um, what is it about video that is so important today? Yeah, that's good. So I'm, I'm going to, yeah, let me, let me stay right where you're with your question, but I want to put something on it in a second. Video is important because it, it, um, it, it engages all of the senses. Somebody's going to have to, I mean, if something is happening on screen, you've got to look, right? If something is happening on screen, you're going to look, but you probably heard it first before you even saw it. And so those are two senses. But then if somebody's sharing something on screen that is of value, you're going to now have to start thinking. And, and so you've already engaged three of those senses. Um, you're not going to engage smell <laughs> through video, <laughs> but you, you can engage, uh, interaction, right? So, so with the comment and, um, basically having people engage you, with, you know, even if somebody says something out loud, it would, as a response to what you're saying, you're engaging their speech as well. Um, and, and you will also find that people will take content or things that they heard from a live show or a live video and they will repeat it to somebody else. Man, they said this on that show. You are engaging several of the senses when you are doing video. When you're doing video, you are engaging a lot of those senses. One of the things that I would put on top of it is that live video, live video. See, the thing with this video, that is great. So you watch the the review that I did on the mic and that's a produced video, meaning there are bloopers, right? There, there are mistakes. There are things that I edited out. What I shared with you is the finished product. What I shared with you is what I want you to see. What I shared with you is, is, is a polished, finished thing. And, and once people see that, they can consume it. They can walk away and say, okay, good. I got what I needed. But when you're alive, it is that much more difficult or uh, transparent really is the term because you don't get a do-over like the camera's on you're live maybe there's a 15 to 20 second delay there's no way for you to pull back something that you just said and so what ends up happening for a lot of the people that I work with and and for you know for I mean, it doesn't matter brands thought leaders multi-million dollar corporations and their leaders who are recognizing that we need to get in this playground we need to now start doing video not because they have some you know there's some goal there's some gold out there but your audience that and the fact that you have an audience the the the, the, the effort to grow an audience is going to be a major form of currency as we go into the future there are certain playgrounds you can't play on even now unless you have an audience and so people like you with this podcast you have an audience and you can play in spaces uh eric that that other people can't play in because you have an audience and and so if you think about that just for a second it's like wait a minute i i have currency right i have a marketable product i can have something that i can shop around to other people that even organizations businesses enterprises don't have 
uh, I was talking with a guy who is a former athlete. He did some, you know, sports announcing on uh, several of the uh, major network television stations, but he never had a space for himself. So now he's getting into live streaming because he, there is a, the audience is waiting for him. They just don't have a headquarters. And so what people are doing with live streaming is not only galvanizing an audience around their thing, whatever that thing is, but they're also uh, broadcasting their brand, right? They're, they're putting it out there in a way that they would not have been able to do were it not for live video. So, so one of the things that I always like to share with folks is that live video is at the top of that content creator, of that top content creation pyramid, because you can take from live video and make the podcast. You can take from live video and make uh, the blog post. You can take from live video and make the reel or the story or the quote meme. You can take from live video and make the audiogram. You can take everything out of a live video, but you can't get a live video from any of those other products. And that's why I'm just such a proponent of live video. <laughs> wow, yeah. And, you know, obviously YouTube is kind of the king when you're talking about that that live video but there's a lot of places that you can you can come across it and i think one that uh you're tapped into that really kind of piqued my interest was uh amazon live like like talk about that a little bit because i think that's a a, um, a platform i mean obviously everyone knows amazon and, and it's you know this huge company you know but uh, i think amazon live may be a little bit of uncharted territory for a lot of people so just talk about that a little bit yeah no you you're absolutely right man amazon live is 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 actually not new but it is new to many people i can't tell you how many times in the course of a week well i'll where i'll say oh just um check out my amazon um live show and they'll be like what what there's a show how, you can watch video on amazon so yeah, it's a, it's very much a thing. Amazon Live is, in my opinion, this is Kirk's definition. It's like a crowdsourced home shopping network. What I mean is the people that are on there are not necessarily paid to be on there. Um, the people that are on there, for the most part, at least the way the rules are set up, should be talking about things that they are enthusiastic about. Right. So you're going to talk about the things that you have purchased from Amazon that you have in your home that you're using for different things. So, so Amazon is essentially, so Amazon Live is essentially an extension of the shopping experience that Amazon has built out, which they've done phenomenally well, let me add. That shopping experience is curated from the time you have the thought and you type it in the, in the search term, and then you get to Amazon and you add to the cart and then you purchase it and you get it in two days or less and you have that box at your door with a little smile on it. They've curated the entire process. And so what they've added now is the ability for you to be able to buy with confidence. W what do I mean by that? The ability for you to hear from somebody who has already purchased something you're looking at, why they purchased it, why they like it or why they don't like it. You can literally, so you can be shopping on Amazon. You can scroll down a product page that you're looking at and right there on the page, you will see uh, maybe a video of somebody who previously talked about this item. But in a lot of cases, happening more and more frequently, you will see somebody who's live, who has that product in their carousel. If you click on that thing, it will bring up the, the, the influencers live page. You can unmute. You can jump in the chat just like you would on any of the other platforms. You can talk with them. Hey, I'm looking at this device. Can you tell me a little more about it? Why did you buy it? Why don't you like it? Why do you like it? And that little piece of interaction can be the difference between somebody making the purchase or somebody making a different purchase. Right. So Amazon Live is a, is a great space for that. And one of my, you know, my, my family jokes with me saying that my love language is question. And one of the things I absolutely love is question. So what I also love about Amazon Live is that because people are on the platform shopping already, they already have their questions. Like, what are we shopping for today? Oh, well, I'm shopping for this, but I'm looking at this. I'm looking at this. All right, cool. Let me help you with some perspective. Let me give you the bigger picture, especially if it's anything live video related. And that's what I do on that platform. I try to stay right in my lane. I'm not trying to talk about comforters and clothes and makeup or anything like that. I stay right in my lane. Anything to do with media, anything to do with live video or content creation, that's what I, I, I try to highlight on that platform. It's a great platform. I highly recommend folks check it out. Amazon.com slash live.
perfect, perfect. And I, and I want to maybe, you know, just see if I can put those uh, skills you have to the test here in just a moment. But I want to, I want, <laughs> I want to throw a follow up to that as well because one thing that whenever I've, I've watched a couple of your lives, man, and, and the thing that uh, you do a fantastic job with is kind of seamlessly interacting with those people who are you know on the live right who are in the comments and you're able to move between responding and reacting to the audience while still you know talking about you know the focus of of your video as well right as of your live stream and man i feel like that is I don't know. I just want to get your perspective on it. Like, is that something, is that like a skill that is teachable or is that something that you just kind of have to naturally have? Because like I said, whenever I watch you do it, man, it's, it's so just, it's almost like it's just part of it. You know, like you're not even thinking it and moving in and out of it. And I know for some people that that is kind of a, da- a daunting thing. Yeah. You know, this is, this is a really great question. I mean, for me, I recognize that my, my, my history, um, is different than many others, but then in some cases it's not. Um, one of the things I, I recognize, and this is, you know, uh, I did a lot of, I did a, a stint as, uh, where I thought I was going to really go full force into public speaking. So I did a number of trainings and, 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 you know, programs to really ready me for that space. And one of the things that they taught us in that space is that everybody's a speaker. And it never really occurred to me, like you have been speaking from the time you were born and you will probably be speaking till the time you die unless something physically happens to remove your ability to speak. And so it's just a matter of finding the cheat code that allows you to get comfortable, right, in speaking, right? So when you see me, I have set up my cheat code to get me into a place because I know when I sit down with my family, my siblings, there are four, there's four siblings. I'm right in the middle. I'm number three. There's two above, two below. And when I sit down with them, we don't need an agenda. We don't need, you know, an outline. We don't need prompts or cues or anything like that. We just laugh and talk and chill. And what I know of myself is that if I can get into that mode, I will be very comfortable. I'll be very natural. I'll be able to uh, pull out the, 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 the laughter or the, the comedy from different pieces. We have these inside jokes. I, what I recognize is if I can get myself to that space, and of course, everybody has that cheat code for themselves to get themselves to that space. And this is another thing that I learned from public speaking as well, is that you have to know what, as a, as a speaker, you know how you, what mode you need to be in to deliver. Uh, the, the guy that I was um, doing my coaching with, his name is Grant Baldwin, is out of Nashville. And he has his uh, his pre-show, his pre-speaker routine is listening to "Lose Yourself" by Eminem, which is hilarious because he's like a he's a, a former youth pastor. So like I'm like, okay, Grant, help me here. But he says just something about the energy when he takes the stage, he's ready, and and that's the version of himself that he wants to be. And Eric Thomas talks about doing 50 push-ups. I I don't do. You know that's not a that's not a curb thing. But I know everybody's got to find. You've got to find your cheat code that's going to get you into the place, into the space that allows you to feel comfortable to show your unguarded self, the the person that you are at the cookout, right? Chilling, you know, grabbing a, a turkey leg from 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 auntie whoever. It's that person that you want to show. And when you are that person, guess what? Everybody else comes down to. And that, that is the thing that I think you, you experience, uh, Eric, when you see me live, I have already put in place my cheat code to get me into that comfortable place. And so I treat the camera as, you know, my family. I'm I'm just, that's just the way that we are looking at one another. I treat the comments as, you know, my cousin and they're chatting it up and some of them are mischievous. Some of them are serious. Some of them, I have malintent, but I just treat them all like, they're all family members and I'm just, I'm just here, you know, orchestrating things like, oh, so hey, we want to hear so-and-so. Oh, bet. Let me put that up. I just keep the conversation flowing because I found a way to get myself into that place where I'm comfortable to be my unguarded self. And I think that's the power of live video is, is that you're actually not looking to be polished. And, and if, if somebody is thinking about doing live video right now and you're saying to yourself, oh, no, no, Kirk, I can't do this. I, I would dare say to you that without a camera, you're doing live video every day. You see that? You see what I did there? 
without the camera, you're doing live video every day. And so because you're already doing live video every day, all you've got to do is add a camera. And, and, and that place, that place that you're in, that's the place that other people want to be in with you. Every content creator I've ever talked to who has experienced radical growth on their channel or it will always tell you that there is there was that moment of crazy openness and vulnerability with their audience. And that's when the audience really resonated with them. That's when the audience really galvanized and said, this is my person for life. That's when you really begin to develop those super fans who, even if you came up with like a, a, a child's barrette, <laughs> they would buy that bad boy. Why? Because they are sold out to who you are and what you are there to produce. Awesome. Perfect. Perfect. And guys, again, joining me on the phone line from how it all works, it is Kirk Nugent. And man, so, okay, I said I want to throw a little something at you, man. And maybe play a little game here if you're up for it. So, obviously, you have this wealth of knowledge, man. And I know, you know, a lot of the listeners of this podcast, you know, they're, they're coming from, from different, uh, creative areas, right? So let's talk specifically microphones for just a minute. And I was going to see if I throw a situation out or a certain, uh, type of content creation, like what would be your go-to mic and what would be your suggestion, like for a budget? So like if I'm, you know, just starting up or I'm an indie, um, creator and I'm, I'm trying to build that revenue to level up to that go-to mic that you recommend, um, you know, let, let, let's give them two options here. So start off. I mean, I think the place where we are both at right now um, and, and comfortable with is podcasting. Like what, what is your kind of go-to mic for podcasting and what's your budget option? Um, but my go-to mic for podcasting has to be the Shure MV7 or MV7X, depending on whichever one you, you get. But, and, and that's probably intermediate, right? That's not your, your start off mic. Um, I will say this, that you, I always say this piece, well, I'm going to give you a, another mic option, but I always say this piece. If you are starting, start. Um, it is always better and easier to revise and to tweak than it is to push it off the line to, to begin with. It's always a heavier push to start from nothing than to adjust and course correct while it's already moving. So don't wait for the mic. Don't wait for the camera. Don't wait for anything. Get started. I, I had a good friend who started his podcast recording it on a voice note recorder in the backseat of his car because he got good acoustics in his car. Start the podcast. The mic will come. But for those persons who are just starting out, they've, they've done some of the podcasting. They've done some of the videos. They've done some of the live shows. And they're like, now I really want to invest. Um, not necessarily ready to make a huge investment just yet. I would also look at the Samsung Q2U. It's a great mic. It's both XLR and USB. It is under a hundred bucks and it really does give you really great sound. So it, 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 it is it going to give you the, the, the bottom end and some of the, the other pieces that people are looking for? Probably not, but it's going to give you clean audio. Uh, for your project, whatever that may be, if it's a video, if it's a YouTube channel, if it's real, whatever it is, it's going to give you good, clean audio. And that is what you really want to be able to start off with. The last thing I'll say, man, because you got me going now, I mean, Mike's is a, a whole different conversation, is that, man, I, I believe that because our voices are so different, um, especially for people of color, our voices are so different and we, it just varies in timbre and the tone and the texture. You would, I, I, I highly recommend to folks who have the budget to set aside three to $400, right? And just buy a mic, test it out, send it back. Buy a mic, test it out, send it back. And you're testing it. You are getting back that money. So we're not talking about, you know, buying 50 mics and keeping all of them uh, unless you're like me where you, you don't want to send it back <laughs> but but the, but the idea is even if you are hearing uh, Eric or hearing me on a mic right now which we do both happen to have the same mic you may not sound the same way on the same mic so you have to test the mic with your voice it doesn't matter i don't care how great an expert the person is that says get this mic the sm7b it's the best mic on the planet but when you sit you do a recording on that mic 
and it sounds like garbage, you're like, oh, this person was wrong. They weren't necessarily wrong. It's the best mic for them. It may not be the best mic for you. And so this is a very individual thing. The mic selection process, while I do hang my hat on the MV7, MV7X as that intermediate, you know, go-to mic that you can purchase when you're ready to really make an investment. And I do hang my hat on the Q9, Q2U. Uh, as a an in you know entry level under 100 bucks it's really going to get you where you need to be and for a lot of people that's all they need they never move from the q2 q not uh, from the q2u but it is still very much a personal process um there's some no-name mics out there that i've used and i really like the sound of my voice on those mics and did several projects on those mics so i would just encourage you man to just you know enjoy the process because it is a process of self-discovery. It is a very personal process as well. But I love the question, man. Thank you so much. Yeah, man. So let's throw another situation out there because we get, you know, obviously we work with uh, independent music artists here at 520 Collective. And, you know, there's a couple situations where, you know, that, that equipment, that mic, you know, makes a huge difference for you. So let's start with um, with in-studio and recording like what what is your suggestion in that particular setting for an artist um i mean the sm7b is 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 probably the flagship mic in the studio and recording um because you know sure has just kind of really flooded the market um and really you know they've become that icon um it's almost like if you're doing an audio recording and you're not on an sm7b in the video, it doesn't look right. You see what I'm saying? So it, it, it's been interesting to see how that has happened. But I will also share that it's, it's very much, uh, it's going to be, uh, heavily dependent on your audio, your sound engineer, how your sound engineer tweaks that mic. And that's one of the great things about the SM7B is that it, it is, you know, malleable. You can shape shift it to really pick up the unique texture and timbre of a specific voice. And that's what the, the secret sauce of the mic is. But I've also seen people grab that mic and not sound as good. I don't want to say trash, but ugh, you, you almost wonder like, what mic are you using? SM7B, really? Yeah, it's possible for the mic to sound not so good. So I, I definitely would, would recommend, or that's what I have seen, let me say it that way. Uh, I'm not in the recording space as much. I do a lot of voiceover work and, uh, of course, live video and, and broadcast. But I definitely have seen a lot of those, you know, the shore mics out there. There, there's some others out there. Audio, Audio Technical has some really great mics. Uh, uh, Samsung has some really great mics. Rode even has some, 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 some good mics as well. And we see them being used for by podcasters and by live streamers all over. But in the studio. I, I really have, I mean, it's just overwhelmingly, it's a sure, it's a sure, <laughs> it's a sure five, sure bet. No, it's, it, it's sure dominated in my opinion. So, so, and, and then of course, uh, with, with being sure, then you, you'd also have, you know, some, some headphones or some monitors for the vocalists or whoever to be able to hear themselves. And, and generally speaking, those, those tend to be, uh, part of that same family as well, either that or Audio Technica or, or one of those others. Um, in terms of those headphones that people are using. So, yeah, in the studio, that's what I've seen. Yeah. Well, what about on the flip side? Like, what about live? Because, I mean, usually, you know, if you're going to a venue or say say you're playing at a church or, or something like that, right? I mean, a lot of times that venue is going to have some mics, but you never know what they're going to have. And so I know plenty of artists who, you know, they have their live mic that they want to bring with them to the to the uh show if i'm just starting out man and i'm like i have no idea like like where where are you pointing them to for for live sound man i'm gonna i'm not gonna lie i'm i would be i would definitely send i would i would definitely point them in the direction of youtube <laughs> <laughs> no no i i know that's a cop out but the thing is um you know again uh for, for for a lot of folks who are starting out if you're doing a live show you're you're going to a place to, to be that vocalist to sing you're probably you know if you're really just starting out you're probably not even thinking a mic with you uh but i mean i've seen people use countrymen's i mean i've seen you know there's so many different types of mics and of course it, it also depends on what you're going to be doing are you just you know sitting on a stool and singing or you'd have a, a, a guitar or some kind of acoustic instrument. I don't know, you know, all of those things. Are you going to be sitting on a piano? All of those things really do play into, you know, the type of mic that you would want to have. But I, I, I really wouldn't be able to venture a guess. Uh, there's just 
so many variables. Um, but for that beginner person, I would, I would, I would hone in on your uh, God-given instrument because regardless of the mic, you'll know how to uh, govern yourself to be able to get the same consistent sound. Yeah, yeah. And okay, so we'll we'll step away from mics and I'll ask you one more situation here. Like, um, if you're like me and you're thinking, okay, maybe I need to start, you know, testing out some video waters potentially. Um, what's your what's your recommendation as far as being able to capture that video? Like, like where 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 are we going? Uh, I I I I'd like capturing video of depending on what we're talking about. So you mean like a live stream or or just recording the video to post it later? Um, I don't know. I mean, if, if you've got a suggestion for for both, for both, because I mean, I know oh, like sure, I know sure, a lot sure. of artists. You know, they're going to go live on Instagram and stuff, and typically that's going to be on your phone. But maybe maybe you encourage them to do some more stuff like from a computer. And I know you got some some different options there, right? Do you go like a, a quality webcam or do you go with a actual camera you know like what's your suggestion there i i definitely would suggest first of all testing the waters the the the, the thing that um is just so let me give you a couple of rules of thumb number one you can actually start with just your phone there's nothing wrong with that um and for the most part depending on what you're saying or what type of value you're providing people won't even care I mean, some of the most watched videos on the planet right now are, are all taken with phones and they're all sitting on a platform called TikTok. So we're not even going to go down that road in terms of what the quality level should be. But there are some platforms out there that will really help to enhance the experience for both you and the end viewer if you are live. Platforms uh, that are tier two, uh, web-based platforms like StreamYard. Uh, StreamYard is a really great one that I highly recommend for people who are just getting started it can be used to just record video. I wanted to share that. It doesn't have to just be live. So that is a really great one. And that's probably what I would, my, my, my go-to in terms of recommending something that is uh, entry level, definitely StreamYard. And, I, and, 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 and StreamYard will take you through the gambit. You know, it takes you well into the advanced user uh, space. But other products, one that I really love, and you've probably seen me use multiple times, Eric, is Ecamm Live. And Ecamm Live is a Mac-only product. So if you don't have a Mac, you're kind of out. But most of my musician heads are probably on a Mac anyway. So, but yeah, Ecamm Live is made with you in mind. I mean, it's the number one streaming platform for Mac. Hands down, bar none. Uh, it's a tier three a streaming platform, meaning that you do have to install it and you will need a well-spec machine. And some people are like, well, what does well-spec mean? If you have an M1, uh, Apple M1 processor, you're probably fine. It doesn't matter which one you have. It's the MacBook, the Mac Mini, doesn't matter. If you have an M1, you're fine. So that's what I would say to you. <laughs> Even if you have the 8 gig of RAM, I have the Mac Mini 8 gig uh, M1 processor and it runs the program just fine. And again, you don't only have to live stream. You can use it to bring in guests, record your podcast. You can use it and it'll, it'll, it'll kick out isolated um, audio tracks. You can use it to... Uh, record your videos uh, just what they call live to tape if you will uh, you can do use it and then take those videos and then edit them down and send them to you there's so many different ways and options that you can use once you start to get into these platforms that are really going to be able to help you to batch produce or mass produce some of these kinds of content uh, but let me hasten to add that the old way still works right getting the getting a car of sd card and putting it in your camera setting up the camera on the tripod and having a microphone of some sort and just standing in front of it and recording and taking that SD card out and editing the video down afterwards, that still works as well. That, and, and for a lot, let me tell you, a lot of content creators, they're still in that process. Even though there are other ways of being able to do this, they are still in that process of wanting to have that full uh, quality because you get, better, of course, better quality from, from recording directly to your SD card. Or your 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 yeah recording to your SD card from the camera than you would from anything else. So uh, that that I, I hope that I covered the whole gambit there. I want to make sure that folks understand you can use these platforms. Uh, Streamyard is one. Restream is another. Melon app is another. Uh, OBS is a free one. And it's both compatible with Windows and Mac. But then you also have Ecamm, which is which is on Mac only. But that's probably my favorite. And you can get, you know, crazy results and, and productivity out of them 
but you can also be as simple as just turning on your camera, putting your SD card in and hitting record. But the point is to record. The point is to get the content out there and, and then allow the rest of the details to fall where they may. Yeah. So whenever you've got the, the content, right, you, you've been working, you've, you've been grinding, you've got your stuff put together, you're ready to share it with the world, right? Man, that marketing piece that can be, that can be difficult, right? Um, right, and I know that that's right. something that, um, obviously we want people to tune into your channel and, and pick up these tips, but what's a couple of just like simple tips that you would throw out to the listeners on, you know, heading down that path. Okay. Now that I've got something to share, how do I yeah. share it? You want to frame it in, in terms of an answer. So you, you want to frame it in terms of an answer because the internet, right? All of the major players on the internet recognize this, right? So Facebook, one of the major pieces of Facebook is search. Google, I mean, Google's whole bread and butter is search, right? Google.com doesn't even have anything on there. It just has a search bar. Search is search is usually done in terms of a question. And so what you want to do when you have your content, you're saying, this is the thing I want to do, you know, create videos on. You want to frame your content in the perspective of an answer to a question and you want to make sure that you deliver on the answer to that question in your content and that will help to inform all the rest of the things that you're doing so you create the content you want to put it on spaces that are going to help you get recognized in search uh, facebook is good but uh, uh <laughs> facebook is good but sometimes the, the content gets buried um, then you also have YouTube. YouTube, of course, being the king on the block because of the algorithm, the way that the content is. I mean, look, I've got videos that I did five years ago. They still get picked up in search. They still answer the question for the people who are looking for the answer to that question. And those videos are still getting comments to this day. So evergreen content, you can find that on YouTube. And so all you got to do now, once you've framed it in the perspective of an answer to a question is to figure out what those search terms are and tag your video properly tag the video properly name your video title your video properly put the proper description in there so that all of those things will help the computer it will help the algorithm find your content and serve it up to the people who are naturally searching for it people are searching thousands of thousands thousands upon thousands upon thousands of searches a day that go unanswered so your content has a space out there and that is one of the easiest, quickest ways to advertise it, to market it to a organic audience, right? Because a lot of times we, we, we want to put it on Facebook and we want all of our friends to go, they're not going to watch it. Just just let, take it from me. They're not going to watch it. I don't even share my YouTube videos uh, on Facebook or onto my friend groups anymore because I recognize that it appeals to a specific group. And those people that it appeals to, they're searching for it. And so I'd rather get them because they want the answer. That's, that's what I would say. Awesome. And I know that, um, you know, just kind of watching the time here, I want to be, um, respectful of yours. So I just want to throw a couple more quick questions at you sure, sure. here. Um, one being, okay. Like you said, YouTube King and everyone knows it, right? Whenever it comes to video, but what's your opinion on some of these alternative, uh, video platforms that are kind of you know trying to to make their presence known in this area as well like i know i've got a, a buddy he actually helps with the podcast here that uh he does a lot of video work and he has really leaned into using odyssey for example and, and a lot of people are like i have no idea what that is you know when you try to say it well you know it's like youtube but it's not um you know what's your thought there on content creators and should you consider using some of these alternative platforms that are out there uh, uh, the thing is uh, you know the, the platforms exist for a specific reason in a specific space and they they all kind of have their own unofficial rules if that makes sense um take for instance tiktok they have it it it, it, it actually has its own algorithm and it's in its own way that it works and it and it, I know people who have figured out what that algorithm, you know, not, let me not say figured it out, but they figured out their niche in that algorithm and they've been able to duplicate uh, a measure of success in terms of getting their content picked up by the algorithm and having videos widely viewed and, and even viral. I mean, I, I always tell people that, you know, you, you do have to have a particular strategy for whatever platform you want to be successful on. 
uh, I don't see I, I any of the people that I follow that are successful. I do not see them doing things where they are doing the same thing on multiple platforms and they're finding the same level of success on all those platforms. If, if anything, you what you'll end up finding is that people will just stop following them on the other platforms because they're going to get the same exact thing. So you want to look at diversifying what you're going to do on each platform. So like, I'll give you an example, like me with LinkedIn. I On LinkedIn, I don't really post as much live video stuff. I post more thought leadership and my speaking engagement. I post that stuff on LinkedIn because that's the, the kind of crowd that's there and that's the kind of network that I want to build out so that I can get some of those speaking engagements um, and, and, and really build up that side of what I do. So being being intentional about, okay, in these spaces, what am I looking to put out there? Who am I looking to attract? And how? what does success look like to me? What does a win look like to me at the end of the day in these particular platforms? That, that will help you to kind of structure your your approach and your strategy perfect yes sir and man one thing that i know that you do you know as you stated earlier is you are a uh you know a man of faith and you do church consulting as well so i definitely want to hear a little bit about that and just just what you do on that side of things yeah you know the the the, the churches are are unfortunately um late adopters let me say it that way they are late adopters right to 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 many of the things that are technology related or anything even online um a lot of churches are trying themselves in the pandemic trying to figure out how do we even do this um not because live streaming was new not because uh, consecration was new or or that being online was new but because they just largely had not shifted into that space and i think what we realize now uh e- even if you want to call it post-pandemic but what we realize at this stage of the game now that we're a couple years in we're recognizing that even even as churches are some in some cases opening back up it is not going back to normal it is recognizing a new normal and that new normal will include online. It will include online ministry. It will include a person that is going to your church from across the globe and they will never physically come in the building. And you've got to have, you know, a mechanism in place, an entire apparatus that will serve them and shepherd them and disciple them. So that, that is a, that is a space that I, I get a chance to exist in, work with a lot of churches, not only to build out their church studio, if you will, or, their live streaming setup, but also uh, to really rethink what it means to be online and to do ministry online and to use it as a vehicle for uh, gospel delivery. So it is it is very a huge part of what I do. I, I'm working with a platform called Alter Live right now, which is a phenomenal platform built specifically for churches, faith-based organizations to have a, a hybrid space that is kind of in between the live stream and the physical in-person church. Alter Live is the name of it, alterlive.com. And so I'm, I'm actually one of their uh, church consultants that and I, I, I actually teach in their Alter Live Academy. And we're actually in, in the middle of a cohort right now where we've just got one more session left and we've been walking folks through what it means to really do digital evangelism, right? What does that actually look like? What does it actually take to make that digital pivot to online? What are some of the considerations? What do you need to think through? Who are some of the people you want to have on your team? What are some of the technology platforms you want to employ? So it's really been fun merging those passions for me because, again, faith is definitely one of my passions, something that I absolutely want to be known for. So um, thank you for that question. It's really, really, really an awesome time to be able to use all of those things uh, for the glory of God. Yes, sir. And if you guys are, are listening and you go, you know, you're part of a local church body that, you know, could use a little bit of uh, of this expertise man Re- reach out you know tap in find out about it for sure for sure well kirk i, I appreciate the chance to get to talk with you and, and you know the one thing about technology is it's always changing right and and, and new stuff is coming out and, and new approaches uh so i would love to you know down the road you know be able to get you to come back onto the show and we'll, we'll do some updates on, on where we're at where we are at that point so, uh, but, but, but before we hop off here, man, just like, you know, let the people know, you know, one, one more time, just where do they follow, support, tap in all the above? 
Yeah, man. Listen, I, I mentioned those two websites at the beginning of the, the show, howitallworks.com, works spelled with an E, and then, of course, kirkrnugent.com. And you got to make sure you keep that R in there. But I'll also share with you my, my digital business card, which is kirk10klive.com. If you go to kirk10klive.com, kirk, K-I-R-K, one, zero, right? The number one, the zero, K, as in kirk, dot com. That, that will bring you to my digital business card. And on that card, pretty much everything is there. I mean, coaching is there. Uh, the courses are there. The masterclass is there. My website, the the Hot Works page, the podcast, everything. All of my resources are on that digital card. But also on that card is my email address um, and my my business uh, phone number. So Kirk10klive.com will get you pretty much all of the things that you need from me. So excited to uh, put that out there and looking forward to hearing from some of you. Perfect, perfect, and man, we're we're excited for what God is going to do uh, through you, sir, and, and excited to see you know what progresses with the different platforms, you know, just throughout the rest of this year, heading into you know the next year and in the future, man. Like I, I know there's a lot of good that you are doing, and I encourage everyone listening. Go check it out. Uh, there, there's a little something for everybody, you know. Even you know if you're if you're part of the Christian hip hop space, uh, yeah, you're, you're gonna find good quality information that you can apply to your specific creative area. So, so I encourage you guys to go and do that. Uh, Kirk, man, thank you for the time. Uh, thanks for hopping on with Five Twenty Collective, and I've just really enjoyed being able to take this time to talk with you. Oh man, my absolute pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me on. And then definitely, um, I'm, I'm excited about coming back at some point and, and maybe even having you come and hang out on my show as well. <laughs> oh, that would be fantastic. We'll, we'll have to see if we can get that lined up. Uh, guys, again, this has been the Industry Insider Interview here on 520 Collective Podcast. I want to give a shout out to all of our episode sponsors. Uh, especially the bookkeeper247.com. Check them out at tbk247.com for helping make this interview possible. And we will catch you guys on the next.